0: Most of my books are now available as audiobooks. Go to ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash audiobooks. (laughs) If you like what you're hearing, please consider contributing. Any amount helps. Recurring monthly contributions are best of all. Just go to Maniac dot com Slash Support. That's Maniac dot com Slash Support. <laughs> <Cold>. uh. <laughs> what's down there I rented a cabin in the deep woods of Canada so deep in fact that one could only reach it via helicopter it's a bit pricey but I don't care I'm big into solo hiking I like being plopped down hours from civilization and enjoying the peaceful solace of the deep woods this place was perfect for such an experience I had ventured some distance from my small one-room cabin. There were no human paths or trails to go down. I'd occasionally step onto a thin, worn animal trail, but those gradually transformed back into the natural surroundings. I had been hiking for quite some time when I came across something peculiar in the distance. It looked like a jagged tube of some sort, It was possible that it was part of the landscape, such as a broken tree limb, but there was something about it that made me feel as if it was man-made. Not many people experience the woods this far out, so to come across some kind of human debris was a little unusual, especially something of that size. It only took me a few minutes to reach the object that I assume would be some form of rubbish. To my amazement, It was nothing of the sort what i discovered was a large cylindrical smooth metal pipe protruding from the ground it was black and blended in well with the environment a lot of people likely wouldn't have noticed it the pipe was approximately three feet around and sloped at the end similar to a periscope but there was no magnification aspect to the pipe it was hollow Obviously, it was some kind of air vent that was extending from deep under the ground. What was down there? It was then that I heard a loud hissing snort not far away from some trees. It was followed by the rustling of leaves and the snapping of twigs. Something was out there with me. I was hoping it was a deer, but it could have been a moose or possibly a bear. I had bear spray, but sure didn't want to find myself in a situation where I had to use it. The crunching sound of something moving around not too far from me grew louder, and then I noticed it from multiple directions. Whatever it was, it wasn't alone. Look, I wasn't alarmed or anything. I knew it was probably just some deer, but I was taking the possibility of it being a mother bear with her cubs seriously. That was definitely not a situation I wanted to find myself in, so my motivation to find the entrance to wherever this mysterious pipe led was elevated. It was just dumb luck that I stepped on a section of the forest floor that seemed to give slightly as though there was a hollow ground underneath it. I bent down and lifted up several inches of soft soil from the forest floor and found myself staring at a large metal hatch. It was bound by a thick chain and security lock. Fortunately for me, I used to be a world-class locksmith, so picking this lock was a breeze. I cautiously lifted the metal hatch and saw a set of concrete stairs that led about 15 feet down into the earth and ended at a rusty metal door. The door was also secured by a heavy chain and lock that I had no problem undoing. As I slowly, carefully pulled the door open, a cloud of dust escaped into the air and the rusty hinges of the door screamed to life. I stood there staring into a concrete hallway that quickly disappeared in the darkness, and I found myself with two choices. I could get out of there and forget I ever encountered this place. That would probably be the wise choice. But I'm extremely curious by nature. That's one of the reasons I'm so into solo hiking in the deep woods. There's a certain thrill with discovering unique areas that no one else has ever encountered. My other option was to throw caution to the wind and explore. It took me approximately half a second to make the decision. I pulled out my flashlight, aimed the beam of light in front of me, and journeyed forward. The smell of mildew was strong, but I'm one of those guys who kind of likes the damp mildew scent, so it didn't bother me. Rubble from slightly decaying walls crunched under my feet, and in no time the hallway transformed from bare, cold slate to dull, green-painted walls and a white ceiling. The hallway seemed endless, but had subtle turns to them that did not allow me to see very far ahead of me as i trekked on i noticed that the dull green walls became more vibrant and clean as though they had been repainted recently and the floor of the hallway smoothed out and the rubble all but disappeared the acoustics of the hallway were unnerving i could hear my deep breaths echoing off the cold concrete walls and my footsteps were amplified I could feel a slight breeze tickling my face, so I knew there had to be another opening down the hallway at some point. How far ahead, I had no clue, but I continued on. I was fascinated by this place. With it being in such a remote area, it had to be some kind of secret bunker, shelter, or maybe a lab or research facility. I didn't know, but... I was determined to find out. I stopped in my tracks when I heard a sound I wasn't expecting. It was an electronic beep. It was faint, but there was no mistaking what it was, so I trudged forward toward the sound. As I rounded a bend, the beam of my flashlight splashed against a humongous iron door. This door wasn't rusty like the entrance I came in through. It was modern, shiny, and unusually thick, similar to a bank vault. And it was partially open. I stood silently and listened. I could hear a series of light beeping sounds and subtle bubbling. I heard no voices or footsteps, and I could only see darkness through the narrow opening of the door, so I was fairly confident there wasn't anyone else around. That confidence allowed me to continue my exploration. I pushed the insanely heavy door open just enough for me to squeeze my body through. I found myself in a large, humid room. The front section that I was in was darkened, but in the back section of the room I could see a dim, flashing fluorescent light. But my attention was drawn to something else the cylinders. There was a row of large glass cylinders. They were filled with a light blue fluid and had gloomy lights above them which cast an eerie blue glow over the center of the room. I stepped up to the first cylinder that held what I was certain was a human fetus. I'd say it was in the eight-week stage with visible limbs, bulbous eyes, and the bump of a nose. In the next cylinder was a similarly aged fetus, but this was clearly that of a pig. The next several cylinders showed human and pig fetuses at increasing rates of development. Halfway down the row of cylinders, something changed. I was no longer looking at two different stages of human and pig fetuses. I was looking at one fetus that appeared to be the combination of human and pig. The last few cylinders showed this abomination of a creature in late-stage fetus form until I reached the final cylinder. There, I was looking at an infant. A human infant with a pig-like snout, pointed ears, and a curled tail. The loud static buzz of the flashing fluorescent light at the end of the room startled me enough to shift my attention from the humanoid creature. It was then that I saw another metal door. This door had a round window in the center. It too was partially ajar, and I let out a gasp when I saw a splash of blood on the floor next to the door's opening. I could hear beeping coming from the room beyond the door and through the glass window of the door I could see that the room's lights were on. I had come this far. There was no way I was turning back now. I moved to the door, opened it wide, sidestepped the blood splatter on the floor, and entered the room. I was immediately met with the stench of musky body odor, animal excrement, and stale blood. What I saw was pure chaos. There were multiple men in lab coats lying dead on the floor smeared with blood. I also saw two men in security guard uniforms. They too were lifeless on the green tiled floor and bloody. The room was modern. There were panels on each wall with a variety of colored flashing, beeping lights. An assortment of computer monitors were placed throughout the counters which lined the room, and there were countless glass cabinets against the walls with an array of medical-type equipment, bottles, and jars housed within. The glass in some of the cabinets had been shattered. Some of the computer monitors had crashed to the floor. Various medical equipment was thrown around. The room was in disarray, and there was blood everywhere. Some major conflict had taken place in that room, and the blood on the floors and walls had barely begun to clot, so this had not happened long ago. I picked up a notebook that was lying open on the blood-stained floor and scanned over it. There was a lot of medical lingo, but the words hybrid and organs were prominent in the few pages I leafed through. I then turned my attention to one of the computer monitors near me. The screen was cracked and smoking a tad, but I could clearly read what was on the screen. It was an order form for internal organs. Hearts, lungs, livers, kidneys, tendons, swaths of flesh, and so on. They referred to the organs being ordered as hybrid organs. It finally dawned on me what was happening. They were creating some kind of human-pig hybrid and harvesting their organs. A loud metallic clatter at the back of the room caused me to jump and let out an audible scream of fright. It was only then that I noticed the row of jail cells toward the shadowy back of the room. I could see ten of them before they disappeared into the darkness. The cell doors were all open. I could see large bowls of water within most of them. Hay lined the floor of the cells, and there was some kind of hefty metallic feeder attached to the back of the cell. It was an oversized version of something you might expect to see in a hamster cage. Another loud rattle echoed through the room and made me jump again. It was coming from the darkness, so I pointed my flashlight to the gloomy back of the room and fixed the beam on the last cell in the row. It was the only cell that was still closed. I could see fingers wrapped around the cell's bar, and I didn't startle this time when the person inside shook the door again as I slowly made my way toward the closed cell. A musky odor emerged that made me cough. It was a barnyard or circus smell, pungent, animalistic. Hello? I wanted the person in the cell to acknowledge me, and they did so by shaking the cell door once again. I stepped up my pace, shined the beam of my flashlight directly into the cell, and found myself face to face with a humanoid beast. It had a pig-like snout. Its ears were pointed and moved around as if to hear better. The fingers of the creature were long and ended at sharp nails and it had cloven hooves. I looked into its scrunched up wrinkled pink face and froze when I saw its eyes. It's human eyes that were welled with tears. I wanted to say something, but was at a loss for words. My communication delay was rendered irrelevant as the creature broke the ice by pointing at the keyhole in the cell door and grunting. It wanted out. I looked around and saw a ring of skeleton keys lying on a counter nearby. I quickly snatched them and started for the cell door before I came to my senses and paused. Clearly, there were other creatures like this in here that got out and killed all of these men. What was going to keep this one from doing the same to me? It was the eyes. The monster's eyes made it clear that it did not want to harm me, it simply wanted to be free. It took a few tries, but I finally found a key that fit into the hole. I turned it, and with a loud click, the cell door was unlocked, and I pulled it open. The creature stepped forward. It had a hunched back and walked stooped over. It ran to the door that I had come in through and opened it all the way. It stopped and stared at me for a moment and then motioned for me to come to it. So I did. When I reached the hybrid creature, it pointed toward the row of glowing fetus cylinders in the next room and then gave me a nudge and let out a series of grunts and hisses. It took my dense mind a few seconds, but I finally realized what it wanted. It wanted me to show it the way out. I hurried through the fetus room to the hallway and raced through the winding corridors with the hybrid creature following close behind. Finally, we reached the rusty metal door. I pushed it open, dashed up the steps, and flung the metal hatch open. As I emerged out of the hole in the ground, I could feel the warm sunshine greeting me, along with a heavy animalistic scent and a cacophony of loud, aggressive grunts, squeals, and snorts. I found myself encircled by half a dozen hybrid creatures... It was the other creatures from the cells. The ones who had broken out and killed their captors. They obviously thought I too was one of their captors and they were not happy with me. I could see rage in their human eyes and one of them let out a battle cry before it charged me. Before it could reach me I was shoved out of the way by the hybrid I had rescued and it held the furious creature at bay. After a short discussion of grunts and growls, the other hybrids relaxed realizing that I was not the enemy, and one by one, they turned and disappeared into the deep, dark forest. The lone hybrid left was the one I rescued. It stood and stared at me with appreciation. I nodded and spoke to it. You know, whoever runs this place, when they find out you escape, they'll come after you. You need to get far away from here. Far away. I could tell in its thankful eyes that it understood what I said. It let out a soft grunt and then quickly scurried away out of my sight. Fragments of Fright, the complete series, is now available. All five volumes of the international best-selling series, bundled together into one convenient, horrifying collection. Go to Amazon and search for Fragments of Fright, complete series, or go to maniacontheloose.com books.